such a groovy tune. This is some blues out of, oh gosh, Thorbjorn Resager's his name. I think I pronounced that right. A Danish blues musician. Did you know that there's all kind of great blues that comes out of Europe? It is a fact. Anna Popovic is another great example. Good to be with you. Time now for the third and final hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Grooving back. News Talk 710-KNUS. So in the top of the first hour of the program, uh, I shared with you about my journey here on 710-KNUS and that it is uh, coming to a close on Saturday mornings as we sunset the Saturday show next weekend with, as my great-grandma Lou would say, a so long show. So long. We always ended a phone call with the words so long, never goodbye. I'll be around. JimmySangenberger.com. All ease all the time. Scroll down on that homepage and you can sign up for the Sangenberger Sizzle newsletter and keep tabs on the exciting things that are to come from yours truly. But it is time and uh, we will have a great program next Saturday. I look forward to you being along for the ride with us there. Now, I really want to get into Joe Biden and this embarrassing press conference. That's the theme of the Biden, or rather the the program today, when we're talking about whether it's the Colorado GOP in the last hour or it was the Tucker Carlson Putin interview, as we discussed with Keith Nobles in the first hour of the program. But Now we go to Joe Biden and what happened there, because there's a lot to discuss. And there is nobody better to talk to about this than Rashini Raj Kumar. Rashini is the host of the podcast, The Crisis Files. Today's episode, as we'll talk about, features yours truly as the guest. She's a C-suite strategist, licensed attorney, as I mentioned, host of The Crisis Files, and has been a regular contributor on this program since August of 2014. She is the former host of her own program, Real Talk with Rashini Rajkumar, on the legendary WCCO radio in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where she hosted for nine years, and she joins me now. Good morning, Rashini. Good morning, Jimmy. I know it is uh, a day, a morning, probably filled with a lot of different kinds of emotions for you. And I'm really honored to be in today's program. So thanks for having me. Well, I so appreciate it. Um, you know, it's it's always something when you're doing a, a, a transition like this and you hosted nine years on WCCO before you set, sunset your program. And let's just I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk for a moment about talk radio and just the the nature of this medium and how tremendous and incredible it is, whether you are doing interviews or interacting with callers or what have you, there's really something special about it. There is. It's a very intimate medium. In fact, 
when I was a TV news reporter for about a decade, in my early years through nearly the end, my final market was in Detroit, I would go on our different sister radio stations or I'd be on different stations to promote sweeps pieces. They used to call them sweeps. And I just fell in love with talk radio. And when I ended up leaving TV news to start my own business in 2006, I knew I wanted to get a radio show one day. And in that journey, uh, landing that show was a, an honor and a privilege. It was part of my business plan, but you just don't know where the chips are going to fall. And what I would say for those nine years of being on the airwaves every Sunday on WCCO Radio with Real Talk with Rashini is that I got to, just like you, meet some of the trailblazers, meet some of the most amazingly honorable and amazingly humble people in the country. And they would come on my show and they would trust my, me and my microphone to get at their life. And it is such an intimate relationship that first you have with your guests and then that transcends over to your listenership. And it is really, really remarkable. And the only thing you really have to offer is your voice. So if your voice is annoying to some, and believe me, you know, I got great comments about my voice, and I also got someone who texted and said, I, I want to hit my, drive my car into a tree every, ah. every time I hear your voice. Yeah. So you get, you get the gamut. Fortunately, that was only one guy or gal, who knows. But at the end of the day, it is a beautiful medium. The landscape, though, is changing for talk radio. Some say it's dying. You know, some say AM stations aren't going to be around any lo much longer. I, I hope it's not dying. I hope that we are just going to be able to find new ways to get that audio-rich relationship out there and continue to thrive. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. And media is in quite a fascinating time of change. Hence, podcasts like, as we'll talk about in a bit, yours, The Crisis Files. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll be fascinating how this uh, industry unfolds and evolves in the coming years. Rashini Rajkumar, our guest, who is just such a pro when it comes to understanding communication and if efficacy in handling a crisis, including when that crisis is yourself, like in the case of President Joe Biden. We had the report finally come out from special counsel Robert Herr just a couple of days ago. And in that report, let me give a, a few facts and then we'll get some legal perspective from Rashini first, putting on your licensed attorney hat. Uh, Robert Hur is not recommending criminal charges. This is from FoxNews.com against President Biden for mishandling classified documents. According to his report, after a month's long investigation into the president's alleged improper retention of classified records. Her has been investigating Biden's improper retention of classified records since last year. Those records included classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, among other records related to national security and foreign policy, which her said implicated, quote, sensitive intelligence sources and methods. But he said the following, quote, we have also considered that at trial. Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone from whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him. By then, a former president, well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. But one final thing. 
Her said his investigation, quote, uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. Rashini, what did you make of the report, first of all? Well, okay. so that last line that you just read is really the smoking gun. I mean, so he found the special this special investigator found that or special counselor found that Biden did indeed break the law, you know, or a law that the president shouldn't break, vice president shouldn't break. Okay. The second part of this is my prediction is that this report by Mr. Herr is going to be equivalent to James Comey and Hillary's emails. It will sink his presidential bid. That is my prediction because there are so many layers of this we can pick apart, just the report itself. Then on top of it, Biden gave talk show hosts a cornucopia of just things to talk about and and comedians to satirize on their shows in that crazy press conference he held on Thursday when the media was just ready, just in close quarters. First of all, it wasn't choreographed very well, not in a good room for Biden. And they're right there in front of him. And guess what? For once in a while, in a long while, the national media was doing its job. It was asking the president of the United States the hard questions and was exposing some very obvious discrepancies in President Biden's ability to continue not only in his current position, but to run again for president. Yeah, I I think that's true. And it was even more on display in his press conference on Thursday night. So he went out there first and it wasn't in the Oval Office, by the way. And he gave a speech and he sounded cogent with the speech. He gave it pretty forcefully. Here are a couple of little tidbits from that. I was so determined to give the special counsel what he needed. I went forward with a five hour in person, five hour in person interview over two days on October the 8th and 9th of last year even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th, and I was very occupied. It was in the middle of handling an international crisis. Ah, in the middle of handling an international crisis, but he did it for five hours over two days. And then there was another part where he, of course, and he often does this, he brought up into the conversation. It was brought up in the report, though, uh, his son, Bo Biden, his death. There's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Let's talk about the prepared remarks for a moment, Rashini, including that one there in regards to his son, Bo, who which, by the way, when Bo died, it was tremendously heartbreaking and impactful for the president. That is that is very clear. Yeah, no one's going to argue that. I think that anything pointing out where your state of memory is and your ability to recollect and then one day, you know, be president or in this case, president again, which is what he wants to be. Nothing is off limits when it comes to 
this special account, uh, investigator, her, and asking the questions and that team, his team that was asking questions. And then let's just go back to when he said he was in the middle of an international crisis. If I were advising him, I would say now is not the time to take five hours over two days to, to meet with that team. You've got to stay focused on what's happening in Israel. So there were a lot of what I would say gaps in the preparedness of the president for that those prepared remarks and just to be the statesman that Joe Biden is as long as he's been in office, he himself should have known that he opened up several cans of worms with those lines. So I'm just saying that not and and absolutely giving Bo Biden the respect and the loss of a loved one is tragic. I've lost all three of my parents, my father, my mother, my stepfather, and it is absolutely not something to make light of, but no one was making light of the fact that Bo Biden died. It was the memory of the date. I can tell you within a split second, the date of each of my parents' deaths. So those are the kinds of things that an investigator, and again, as someone trained in the law, that's what you do. You try to get out of the gray and you try to keep things black and white. And that's what the her investigation is about. So the reaction, I would give a a pretty big F to Biden and his team and how they've reacted to it. Now, one of the things that was quite striking is they decided to turn this into a press conference, which is not particularly good for Biden. And it showed right away with Peter Ducey from Fox News asking the first question. Something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's, uh, that's, that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president? My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Rashini Rajkumar, you are a crisis communication coach. You work with top folks on these kinds of things. How do you grade those responses right there regarding his memory? Yeah, well, your memory really has nothing to do with what you say you did for the country. So the bottom line is you never want to get into a defensive posture when the media is coming at you like that. And the main person who doesn't want to get into a defensive posture is the president of the United States. So on both counts, he in his role and the stature of the role of president, as well as how you react to a hungry mob, which is kind of what that media press conference turned out to be, which again, uh, media should not be going for blue ribbons and gold stars from the rest of us. The media is there to act in place of the American people because they've got the microphone, they've got the press conference with the president in front of them. The the media's job as reporters, not talk show hosts, but these reporters are in the room to get at the truth. So if they seemed mean or rude or, or a hungry mob to some people, hey, that's part of their job. And they haven't been doing that for many years, both with Trump and with Biden. And now, and probably one of the most consequential presidential races of our lifetimes, they should be doing that with both those men and with all the candidates. Absolutely. Rashini, I want to play another clip here. This one was particularly combative when he was asked about 
concerns over his mental stamina by another reporter. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. Public that is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. And, and there was one other instance, and I, I want you to get a reaction to both of these, Rashini, where he put it on his staff. I not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. No, he did not say that. Okay. So that's combative. We'll get to that. I meant this question. You take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out. Things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were were moved not by me, but my staff. But my staff, Rashini, your thoughts. That is a big ouch. You don't like all of a sudden point fingers at your staff. I mean, that I just think of every leader. I mean, I have a small team. There's no way that my team will be putting things in my garage without my knowledge. I mean, it's just ludicrous. And I remember when he was saying that kind of back in the day when this was first coming to light. It, it's just he cannot have it both ways or always. He's got to be straight with the American people. He's got to be straight with these reporters when they're asking him questions. And as we've talked about, the defensive posture isn't pretty. Yeah, you never want to be on the defensive in that way. Here's the clip that I started playing there. It's the last one of Biden that I want to get to because it is outright lying. False. Not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. No, he did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. But, Mr. President, let me answer your question. The fact of the matter is, what I didn't want repeated, I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama why we should not be in in Afghanistan. And I was of multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was should be private because it was a contact between the president and the vice president as to what was going on. That's what he's referring to. It was not classified information in that document. Does it help your case to lie about what a special counsel said in his report, especially when the special counsel said we're not going to charge the guy? Right. I mean, that that's the thing. And that's a whole other thing. I mean, if the special counsel really did find that he did this, it I think you have to say uh, other reasons as to why you're not charging him. I mean, it's it's kind of like it, it's the worst case scenario for Biden in that the special counsel found that he did something, you know, illegal, improper. And oh, by the way, he, you know, has a bad memory. He's senile. He probably shouldn't. You know, he's not fit to stand trial. So American people, subtext, American people, is he really fit to be president again? I mean, this was, like I say, this is going to sink him. I will be stunned if it doesn't sink him in many ways. Yeah, it will be stunning to see what happens in this election cycle. Rashini Rajkumar, our guest, appreciate your insights there. Also, of course, host of the Crisis Files podcast. And today's episode just out um, this weekend 
School Board Blues has yours truly featured on the podcast. Rashini, go ahead, please. Yes, well, so case file number 82. Now, normally, Jimmy, these weekly podcasts, I call the episodes case files. They drop at 12 a.m. on Mondays. But in honor of you and your announcement today, as well as the fact that I'm here talking with you, the team dropped it early so that your listeners can go listen where they find podcasts. They can go to thecrisisfiles.com and see your episode there as well as all the archive. They can also watch it. So we had a special videocast situation with Jimmy, and you can go to the Crisis Files YouTube page to watch us. So you can either listen to case file number 82, School Board Blues, or you can watch it and you can see your friend Jimmy as my featured guest. And these episodes are always only... 20 minutes or less, 15 to 20 minutes, and we really try to dig into the matter. So we looked at local Denver headlines as well as national headlines of all of these different school board members who've really turned the issues of education and issues for our children into their own crises. The school board members themselves are becoming yes. the sideshow or the crisis, as you had, you have some great quotes in, in this episode. So I'm looking forward to uh, having all of your uh, fans take this in. It was a really fun episode to do and also very illuminating, not just fun in that ha-ha way, very illuminating. We need to, uh, as American citizens, we need to keep an eye, we need to hold accountable these school board members. I think that's so well said. I have nothing else to add except listeners will not be surprised to know that the the, the name Tay Anderson uh, does, in fact, come up. And and just so you know, Rashini, I have to play this clip. Going down memory lane, I was at a school board meeting in the back right corner of the meeting, last one that Tay Anderson did as a school board member. And he came off the stage and did a big thing or he even it ended with dancing with some of his supporters. It was it was strange, but he was at the podium. And at one point he turned and looked back at me. I have been able to travel across America. Yes, Jimmy, across America, sharing the great work that have that we have been doing (laughs) that we have been doing. Uh, That's because I highlighted that on taxpayers dime. He went thirteen thousand dollars over the five thousand dollars school board budget to in part go to all sorts of conferences in swanky locations. And uh, he didn't like that too much. So it was an interesting moment for yours truly when all the eyes turned on me unexpectedly. Thanks to my good buddy, Tay. Well, and the thing that's so funny is, you know, when I was in high school and junior high, you'd never think that a school board member is traveling the country (laughs) for my little suburban school district. So it's really kind of nuts. Yes, it is. The crisisfiles.com is the place to go for Rossini's podcast, The Crisis Files, which is tremendous. So many great experts, and I'm really grateful. I love the opportunity when you can turn the tables on me, Rossini. Thank you so much for all these years since August 2014 of coming on the program. Love it so much, and we'll keep in touch and keep talking. 
Thanks so much, Jimmy. Well wishes to you. Thank you. And to you as well. Rashini Rajkumar joining us on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. We're going to take a break. We will be back on the other side. 303-696-1971. We can squeeze in some calls. I do appreciate all the texts. We've got a lot of them that have been coming in regarding my announcement. And I'm grateful to you for that. We will take a break. We'll be back. 710 KNUS. You know, at the top of the show... I talked about riding my bike to and from high school as a freshman, listening to 710 KNUS. This is a song I would ride my bike to high school listening to, especially when I was in a hurry. It gave me a nice groove. Why I Sing the Blues by the great late king of the blues himself, B.B. King. May he rest in peace. Gotta love him. We continue the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710, KNUS, with a pleasant surprise guest. Well, not guest. Call listener calling in. She's been listening this morning. We've got Caitlin calling into the program. Good morning, Caitlin. Caitlin, are you there? Oh, good morning, Jimmy. Sorry about that. How are you? I am doing well. This is my sister, Caitlin. In fact, good morning. Good morning. Um, well, first off, very sad to see you off the air, Jimmy. Big bummer. Well, yeah, as you um, know, we got some exciting things on the horizon, but I appreciate it. I always love hearing your voice on my Saturday mornings, but I must say I am a little partial. Um, well, being your sister and all. <laughs> and you have, you have been on before talking about work that you've done as a volunteer for the Walk to End Alzheimer's every year. Um, and I, we've had you on a couple of times about that, and I've always loved those opportunities. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jimmy. I really appreciated getting getting to talk about that issue um, to, your, to your listeners over the years. And uh, we'll still be very passionate about Alzheimer's, even if I'm uh, not plugging every year. So uh, yeah. hopefully uh, we, we've instilled some passion into some of your listeners as well. I hope so, too. Of course, our Grandma Sangenberger, uh, who passed away, had uh, Alzheimer's before she died. But that is this is not why you called uh, into the show, as I understand it. What's on your mind? No, Jimmy, it's not why I called. And what's on my mind is um, this Biden issue. It really gets me very heated when it when it comes to the classified documents. I uh, I work in the military contractor space. And um, I, I really, I don't have a lot of thoughts. It's really just one thought, knowing that if I'd done something similar, I, I'd be toast. Um, so it's just, it's so frustrating to, to see that double standard, um, knowing that if, you know, if I had documents and they were just sitting in my garage, um, that would that would be the end for me. Um, it wouldn't have a very good outcome um, for me or, or any other normal civilian um doing doing good work so uh so why does he get to do that just doesn't seem uh just doesn't seem right to me really Uh, really frustrates me Uh, absolute double standard anybody who has any sort of of clearance knows not to do this kind of thing and uh, the, the fact that biden is getting a pass does say a hell of a lot about this sort of system. I, I completely agree uh, on that point. And unfortunately, you know, nothing's going to happen to him, except maybe politically because of the issues of memory loss and other things that were revealed in the report. But um, uh, a final thought, anything to add? 
No, that's really it. Just really gets my blood boiling, and I wanted to share that with your listeners today. Uh, we're really going to miss you on Saturday morning, Jimmy, and uh, excited for all that's to come for you. Well, thank you. I love you, Caitlin, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye. Fun call from my sister making a very important point. Biden has a complete double standard from everybody. Anybody who works in the military space who has a clearance or any elected officials. And this makes a mockery of it, to be sure. Great point there. I love this. Real quick uh, divergence from a listener. My first ever concert, B.B. King, 1972, Southern Oregon College, Ashland, Oregon. (laughs) Gotta love that. You know, I was 11 Well, my dad took me to see B.B. King, Buddy Guy. I'm not sure who the third one was. There was always a third at the B.B. King Blues Fest. I met Buddy Guy there, got his autograph, had a tremendous conversation. Uh, he, he said, maybe one day we'll see you on stage. I ain't playing guitar as I was at the time, starting guitar lessons, but I do play on stage an harmonica like today when I'll be sitting in with DJ Johnson and the Young Heart Band, 7 p.m. at Dougie G's in Thornton, the D- VFW post up there. Some country music. It'll be uh, fun. Come on out. $10 cover if you want to join in to the uh, festivities there and have some fun. 303-696-1971. Frank in Denver up next. Good morning, Frank. We always enjoyed uh, listening to you bring a certain energy and common sense to the radio. Uh, have you announced anything that you're going to be doing? Or I, you just l- I, I have some things in the works. So what I have been sharing with folks is to go to my website, jimmysangenberger.com, scroll down for the newsletter sign-up, and then you put in your email there, and you'll get right on the Sangenberger sizzle. And so as things come about, then you'll be able to get those details. Of course, I will. uh, You can read me twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, in the Denver Gazette, always with investigative work, and there's some more things coming. So sign up for the newsletter there. All these all the time in Sangenberger. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate the words. Two more quick questions, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, Do you know any books on uh, the crisis conflict resolution that Raj Kumar was talking about? You mean the sort of skill set? Yeah, that skill set, or is that a whole discipline... There is there is a whole discipline there. Um, you know, Rashini touches on it some, I think, in her book, Own Your Wow, which I believe is in its third edition. Um, and so that's that's one place. I have a couple others that I have uh, that I have read or perused, but I'm drawing blanks on them. So offhand, I don't have something else that I can suggest I mean, at the moment. The third question was one of uh, Dan Kaplis. You know him from another radio station. Sure. He raised an interesting point that I thought needs to be considered, that uh, Biden, in his um, interview with this judge uh, or the special investigator, might have been playing a game with him and playing dumber than he really was, thereby really uh, bringing in more illegal activities, uh, acting or pretending like he was uh, not all with it more than he is. And I think that I look back on a lot of his behavior at different times, and I think certainly that could have been the case. Yeah, I think that's a, a good and very interesting point, Frank. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call, and thanks for the calls over the years. Really appreciate it. Good luck. All right. Frank calling in, 303-696-1971. His line is open. Let's go to Rick in Denver. Good morning, Rick. 
Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, yo, hey, uh, you mentioned Luther Allison? Yeah, we played uh, Bumper from the great, late Luther Allison. Underrated, hey, tremendous guitarist hey, earlier. Hey, I saw him live at, in, Did you? in, in uh, fall of 1970 at Manual High School, Peoria, Illinois. Really? In the school gym, man. He, he played a really strong concert. In a high school gym, you got he, to see Luther Allison. What, yep. what year again was that? 1970. Wow. And he's that. become really famous in uh, Germany. Yes. Yeah, in he fact, had quite I've, a career over there. They really loved him. Apparently. I've seen a video of one of the concerts over in Germany. They actually love their blues over in Europe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, is he still in? Um, no, no. Luther. He passed away. Didn't Luther he? Allison passed away. Yeah. And now his son, Bernard Allison, is sort of carrying on the legacy a bit. He's quite good, so. Well, he was after that, also that district, coincidentally, is where, uh, or near it. Yeah. Is where Luther, um, Richard Pryor grew up. Sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, I'm, I'm so jealous. Very, very cool, Rick. Hey, thanks hey, for the call. Little city, buddy. I appreciate thanks, it. Uh, thanks very much for always uh, compelling programs. I appreciate it, Rick. Thank you for listening sure. and calling in over the years. David and Thornton up next. Good morning, David. Good morning. Uh, I have a question. Is uh, Gina Peters a Republican or a Democrat? Do you know? Uh, first of all, it doesn't matter to me what party she is, but she is uh, a Republican. Remember, she ran for Secretary of State in the Republican primary in 2022. And then when she lost, clearly and unequivocally, she forced a recount upon the state, which was quite something ridiculous. Uh, I was just trying to figure out whether you're a Republican or Democrat. You almost sound like <laughs> because of Tina almost, Peters, David. Uh, you, you no, because you you know I I remember you talking to Donald Trump when you were on the uh, Stephen Tubbs show one time, and you were talking to the president. You said, <laughs> "David, run, but David, with it, with respect, David, hold it, on, hold on, hold on, hold on." That was satire. That was an impersonator. That was not actually. I've never interviewed the actual Donald Trump, and I, I try to make I that clear. That. I know that, but you, sta- but you staged it. I know it was staged. I know that okay. it was not him, but oh. but you said that, we got to have a sense a of job. humor, David. I, give me I, a I job. Got, I gotta run. We gotta have a sense of humor and some fun. And I, at the time, I was a supporter of Trump. I voted for him twice. Let's be very clear about that. Gary in Denver, just about out of time here. Gary, but wanted to get you here. Good morning. Good morning, Jimmy, and congratulations on your new adventures. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, it's kind of sad that we have the, we're going to have the choice of two people. Both are embarrassing. One because of what he can't say and one for what he does say. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be a pickle for a lot of folks, which is why these third party potential, you know, you got Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Maybe you have a no labels ticket. There's a lot of talk. Could you have a Mansion Haley ticket or a Haley Mansion, uh, Haley Mansion ticket or a Mansion Haley ticket? And that could be really interesting. Who knows what monkey wrenches will be plugged in or thrown into the fray coming up for this year's election? Yeah, well, if you look at third-party candidate runs in the past, they have never swung a electoral uh, result in any state. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, that's true. Never. They have, they have, they have never. Now the 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 thing though is they've influenced. You can look at Ralph Nader. You can look at Ross Perot. There's certainly an impact. But the last time we had something that actually did make a difference, really big time, was when uh, Teddy Roosevelt ran for that Bull Moose Party against Taft, and then you ended up with Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, but on a state-by-state basis, the third party yes. has never changed yes. the electoral yeah. outcome. Yeah, it's it's something else, and it won't and it won't it won't this time either. So, well, well actually, I do think didn't uh, didn't uh, um, Roosevelt Rose, no Roosevelt win some states? I'm pretty sure Roosevelt actually did secure some states. I'm going to double check. On, on that election of 1912, wondering, Peter, you're in the studio. Do you remember if uh, uh, if uh, Wilson, or excuse me, if uh, Roosevelt won any states for the Bull Moose Party? I think he was more of a wrecker. Yeah, I, I, I know that's the case, but for some reason I thought he won. Yes, he did. Um, what did he? Oh, okay. Well, that was the different election year. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to double check because I I feel like he might have won, um, but I could be mistaken in that uh, election there. But either way, you're right that basically it's just made a little bit of an impact, um, Gary, but nothing substantial. Yeah, well, Jimmy, um, I hope you take a little break and we hear you again sometime. Yeah, I will not be a stranger. That's for sure, Gary. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. I'm I'm gonna double Thank check. You. I'm I'm a little uh. A little embarrassed about not remembering this particular fact with Roosevelt and whatnot. I've got like 30 seconds. Janice, real quick, I got to run. Want to squeeze you in real fast. Okay, I want to know what state law was passed by Jenna Griswold on account of Tina Peters, and what did that state law do? Nothing passed by Jenna Griswold. So, and, and it would take me, you, I would suggest that you go into the, the second hour, but I would also say one of the things that she's been charged with is identity theft. And, uh, she did use the identity of, uh, Gerald Wood. We know this is a fact admitted by Conan Hayes, whose identity was, uh, or who was the one who used her, or Jerry Wood's identity. But in the last hour, we had talked with them about some of it. I gotta run. That would be getting into the weeds a bit too much, Janice, but thanks for the call. We're gonna take a break, wrap things up on the other side. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. I love this. Stevie Ray Vaughan, solo song, greatest guitarist ever. <laughs> At least one of them. Gotta love them. As we wrap up and wind down the penultimate program of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, our so long show next week. It's time. I'm feeling good. Looking forward to what's on the horizon. And I always love doing these crossovers with Peter Boyles. Pete, good morning. Man, good morning to you. This is, uh, how do you feel? I feel good. You feel about okay? Yeah. I heard you say what's what a, what's about to happen. It's always it's always tough when you're making a oh. a transition, but uh, you know it's uh, I've got some things coming up, and and it's just it's one of those things where you know it's time. And and back in the old days, the moment you told them you were going to either find another job or go to something else, that was your last show. Yeah. And now you're getting this show and next show, so that's good stuff. Uh, well, I'm grateful. Look, Kelly Michaels, yeah. uh, Jeff Mitchell now, GM, Brian yeah. Taylor before him, just been so great to me over these years. Wow. How many years? Ten and a half for my show. And, and the first day I filled in yeah. is the day I graduated from Regis in 2011, May 2011, not quite 21. Major? Politics, minor in economics, but really... 
I studied media by doing talk well, you, radio for three years. And talk about riding your bike to school. In fact, maybe we'll reflect on this last week. And I'm looking if I can find the clip. I called into your show in 2010 over something to do with Dan Mays and that election, and we, we talked then. So Speaking of Dan Mays, coming up, Congressman Tom Tancredo. Yes, there you go. Wow, talk about go. a spoiler. Love to- Tom came in studio for an hour and a half on my Regis show in two, the end of 2009, and I, I remember there was a big snowstorm, and I was worried, was he going to come in? And he did. It was a blast. So. One of the greats, Tancredo, right, and good. then Joe Williams and Sandy Clough coming up on the, on the Super Bowl. Beautiful. Good stuff. That'll All be right, fun man. coming up tomorrow. Quite a game. We'll talk more next week. Peter Boyles, folks, coming up 10 to 1. See you then. News Talk 710 KNUS. May God bless America.